helping clients meet their financial goals and prepare for the future. Schroders actively and responsibly manages investments. The world is forever changing, and we understand the need to adapt and evolve in line with what matters most to our clients. And welcome to CityWire's A View From podcast, in which the on the road team travel virtually to the offices and homes of wealth managers across the UK from the comfort of our sofas. Today, I am in Northern Ireland's capital, Belfast, chatting with Investex, head of the Belfast office, and divisional director, Lee Yeeman. Hi, Lee, thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, Casey, thanks for having me. Ah, no problem. So I'm just going to jump straight in here and talk about coronavirus. So how has Northern Ireland and Belfast been impacted? Well, really, we're on the, the side of the human cost. I think we've had loss of life around 550 or just over that in Northern Ireland. So I think over the last week, we've had 27 new cases. Now, our numbers are, are starting to fall, which is really good to see. And they are lower than perhaps in other areas of the UK. But Northern Ireland is a very small place, so you don't really have to go too far to find someone that has been impacted by it. Mm -hmm. And um, we're also just starting to come out of lockdown just now. So it has been really strange to see how deserted the city centre has been. And also, you know, you see the weeds starting to come through the cracks in the pavements and it's quite eerie. Overnight, the tourists have all disappeared and Tourism was really a sector that had been so vibrant and buzzing and just even a few months ago, it's really hard to believe where we, we are now. Um, and then if we think back to the, the start of um, coronavirus, we had the collapse of Fly B and that did have quite a big impact on our Belfast City Airport because 80% of the scheduled flights that went out of there were actually run by Fly B. So our air connectivity was impacted straight away as well. And then we have the filmmaking industry in Northern Ireland. So it had been going great guns and really establishing a name for itself with successes such as Game of Thrones and Line of Duty. And now we've got, I think, 25 film and TV projects that have been halted. But hopefully we'll see the sets up and running again when it's safe to do so now that we're hopefully coming out the other side of this. Yeah, oh, hopefully. I'm a massive Line of Duty fan. So the sooner they can um, start recording again, the happier I'll be. <laughs> So you personally, uh, so how is your life different? Um, what would be like a typical working from home day for you? Well, I definitely have more hours in the day, so I, I don't miss the commute, as a lot of people, I think. Um, my day typically would start getting up, getting the kids sorted out for some virtual school. Uh, they're, they've finished now, but that formed a, a large part of it at the beginning. Then maybe meeting with the team or clients through video calls while simultaneously trying to distribute break time, lunch time, and after school snacks. Mm -hmm. My longest daughter, actually, she's six, and she quickly realized that the best time to ask for sweets and treats and to really push her advantage is when I'm on a WebEx call. <laughs> she's revealed herself as a main negotiator. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't say no when it's five seconds till you have to start. You're like, yes, have whatever you want, just leave. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just hoping the teenagers don't catch on because they'll probably come down and it would be uh, could get more expensive if they got involved. <laughs> it's funny to hear that the six-year-old uh, is smarter than, than the teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how is this whole situation impacting your clients? Uh, you mentioned that you're doing a lot of more video calls with them. Are they all right with that or are they demanding to see you in person, anything like that? 
No, they have been, um, they have actually been quite open to the concept of the video call, where in the past they definitely wouldn't have been. So there has been an acceptance and people are now starting to, you know, to, to try new things and new ways of, of communicating. We do have really strong relationships with the clients and it's times like this when things are so uncertain that, um, that the regular contact is important and they find that really reassuring. It's really interesting in that the nature of the conversations are so much deeper and um, you know, they go beyond just chatting around the investments. They want to know um, how we're doing, how our, you know, our families are, we want to know how they're doing. And each client really is, is very different from each other. You know, most of them have experienced the market volatility in the past. Others are maybe a bit more nervous. Some clients have concerns around their businesses. And our charity clients are really at the front line on all of this, supporting the, the community. So um, it is important that we have this you know, regular interaction and, uh, and they know that we're here throughout it to support them in that. But they have been quite open to you know, new, new ways of communicating. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's, I suppose, a, a new, uh, an unexpected and a new phase for everyone that we're, we're experiencing at the moment. So are you guys um, at Investec as a whole or just the Belfast office involved in any charity work at the moment? We are, yes. Um, and Investec, well, the, we've been engaging with the community partners for you know many years. But when the pandemic hit, then we really wanted to do something meaningful. And we'd heard about the issues that the food banks were having with buying essential items. So we felt that we really wanted to do something more than just providing the donation. So we actually rolled out a nationwide support for the food banks across the 15 cities where we operate, and that includes Belfast. So locally, we identified the Belfast South Food Bank, and this is a food bank that's run by the Trussell Trust. Mm -hmm. So we provided 1,500 vital food items a week so far. So that's 18,000 items over 12 weeks. Oh, amazing. Yeah, it's been great. The, the pandemic has really created an unprecedented need there. And that particular food bank, they were helping a minimum of 100 families a week at the minute, maybe even more. And, it, you know, we were just keen to support that. And part of the volunteering, actually, some of our staff from the Belfast office, they go along to Little, who we're partnering with on this. And they fill up their cars and physically deliver the, the food supplies to the food bank. Oh, that's amazing. Well done. So we've been, yeah, hands on getting stuck in. Yeah. Oh, that's actually really great to hear. Like, how did you decide on the food banks being the main charity you're going to work with? Well, it was really sort of trying to, to, to look and see where, where is the greatest need? What, you know, what, what do people need to survive? That was the, the immediate impact on, you know, when people are, looking at their jobs, they're being furloughed, you know, families are experiencing difficulties. And, you know, we, we had heard that the food banks had needed help. And also that, you know, that's something that is, it's common throughout the UK, um, where we could make a difference in, in feeding people. It's one of the most basic things that, that we need. And it, it was, I think, quite an obvious um, area to, to jump in to try and support. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's really great to hear.
Schroders is built on 200 years of experience and expertise. We partner with our clients, constructing innovative products and solutions across private assets and alternatives, solutions, mutual funds, institutional and wealth management. By combining our commitment to active management and focus on sustainability, our strategic capabilities are designed to deliver positive outcomes. With over 5,000 talented staff across 35 locations, we are able to stay close to our clients and understand their needs. So um, at the moment, are there any challenges that you've had to deal with personally um, moving to the working from home situation? I think personally, the, the biggest challenge for me has been where that, you know, where work and home collide. So I've moved into a new role as head of the Belfast office, which is great and really exciting. And we have a really great and growing team in Belfast, but it is very busy. So with my husband and I both working from home and then the three girls, now school's finished, they're all doing their own thing. I think we... I think we quite quickly came to realize that it's really not the norm and that flexibility is what is going to get us through. So we've just been, you know, taking a, a more relaxed stance on it and figuring it out as we go day by day, because that's really what we, what we have to do in the, the current environment. From a, um, a sort of a more work point of view, we have had five new team members joining us recently, which has been great. From their perspective, it's certainly a strange time to, to start a new job. Um, we've actually got uh, one new joiner who has come straight from university, and this is her first uh, first job that she's had. So it is definitely a, a strange way for them to start and a strange way for us to welcome them. And we're so keen to make them feel welcome and at home and uh, you know, getting to meet everyone albeit virtually <laughs> so we're having lots of informal coffees via zoom we've got office quizzes we've got friday drinks i'm just trying to think a bit differently about you know how we how we all communicate together oh that must be so weird to join a firm and not have not have actually met anyone in person for months <laughs> um, so how how do you um, stop yourself from going stir crazy do you have any like tips and tricks i haven't really struggled too much to be honest We've had really good weather, and I think that's gone a long way at the start. Um, I think if it had been raining and dismal, I would have I would have struggled. But I do find it important just to put the laptop away and take proper breaks. I find the time passes really quickly, and it can become quite addictive when you're working from home. So, and then just using extra time if I if I get it, just to do something that I wouldn't normally do, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Have you attempted any new activities? <laughs> well, I think. I've kind of flitted through a range of short-term outdoor activities. Mm -hmm. So I went running for a while. I didn't oh. really do that very much, I have to say. <laughs> uh, the kids got a tumble run for the garden, which looked quite good fun. So I do have to say that my cartwheels are looking pretty good. <laughs> so what, what's a tumble run? It's just like this inflatable, inflatable um, long, thin strip that they can sort of do... Uh, backflips and cartwheels and sort of oh, type yeah. things on so um a cartwheel was as far as I got and then I yeah. thought this this could be potentially quite dangerous <laughs> not going to attempt any backflips anytime soon oh, no no not not anytime soon I don't think so I then after that I quickly moved on to the garden so I thought well I'll just buy an electric hedge trimmer here and I could do a bit of tidying up so that was surprisingly heavy and after a kind of a brief massacre of the hedging <laughs> I, uh, I moved on from that as well into building some furniture. 
but that didn't quite go to plan because it, the garden furniture arrived flat packed. <laughs> and this action in itself really it heralded the end of the good weather. So I realize now as I look back on it, I must have looked so ridiculous standing in the rain, in my wellies, on my shorts with a waterproof coat on, really determined to finish this piece of garden furniture. <laughs> it held down on me. And I unfortunately have to say that um, the sun hasn't been seen since. So, oh no, just just when you've got all this equipment. Yeah, so, and then it started to rain. So, yeah, good old <laughs> Ireland weather. Yeah, <laughs> not going to be really stubborn and be like, no, I've built this now. We have to have a barbecue in the rain, everyone outside. <laughs> yeah, we're going to enjoy this. So what would you say would, is the, the funniest thing that's happened to you guys during lockdown? I suppose there's been the odd kind of, you know, comical. Um, I think when you're working from home, you, you know, there are things that you just simply can't control. So I think everybody has experienced that sort of um, TV broadcaster moment where the kids appear in the background. But we did, we did have a monthly meeting where and it was via, via video call and one of my colleagues had been providing us with an update on his area of the business and the meeting had moved on. But then sh- shortly after, there was the sound of snoring was coming across the Webex. <laughs> so that caused a bit of, you know, gave a, a few chuckles and a, a bit of laughter and he, he came very quickly back on claiming that it was his dog. <laughs> I do have to say we remain unconvinced. <laughs> oh that's awesome <laughs> you, what's the best thing to marvest for you guys do you think more flexible working is going to continue through um afterwards or anything like that i think that there's you know definitely positives that um that it will come out of it i mean even the way the uh, the deployment of the technology has been accelerated and projects which you know would have been scheduled to take place over several years have been forced into place essentially over days and weeks so the future of work, I think, has arrived quite rapidly. I think we'll be more efficient in how we do things and how we spend our time. We have definitely been forced to think differently and that will make us more agile. So that, that can only be good. I think that, I don't know if more people necessarily work from home, but I think that it will provide a greater choice in how we work and that people might discover a new rhythm or a new working pattern or that look more for that balance between the office and home that suits them a bit better. I think also there could be, you know, uh, fewer constraints around location and where we're working from and that business travel may reduce. Just, um, I would never have used a video call before and now I I think they're great. I actually prefer them to a a telephone call. So I think that um, there's a lot of good things have come out of it and, uh, that business and working lifestyle, you know, may change. Mm-hmm. What are you most looking forward to once we all come out of this? Not having to queue at the supermarkets anymore <laughs> and getting my hair cut. Oh yes, that's a popular one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So what companies or like organisations do you think have acted most admirably during this crisis? I've admired companies locally that have adapted really quickly to keep themselves going. So one that actually comes to mind is a local um, online laundry company where they sort of pick up your whatever you need on dry cleaning or laundry or whatever, take it away, turn it around two days, bring it back. So they actually then turned towards delivering food instead of the laundry because they couldn't do that anymore. So that they were very quick to adapt to keep going and also companies that you know make other changes to their production lines you know such as those that are producing the um ppe 
and then big companies that continue to honor their commitments to keep their smaller suppliers in business you know maybe where they're paying them early or they're maintaining a contract where they temporarily may not actually require that continuing service so i think it's really good to see that more sort of community spirit um, from organizations that that can manage that do you think our businesses and working lifestyles will change after this i think it's quite hard to predict at this point so and i think that the new normal could depend on you know a particular organization's culture as to whether or not you know recent changes will stick the current working environment is also not the normal working from home and so everyone then will experience it very differently and will come away with different perspectives there are the positives that we've discussed but i think we also have to realize that it's not necessarily for everyone and there are also aspects of our jobs that we can't do effectively from home and the importance of the social side of the team coming together and that interaction is what really builds relationships so i think there might be more choice on the other side but at this moment in time that's a really good question it might just be a bit early to to say oh that's brilliant so thank you so much lee for your time today please join us next time for another episode of a view from